0: First off, thanks for being with us again. Really appreciate it. Um, so the first one's gonna deal with basketball, specifically the hiring of Alfred. Four days after Musk left, and then Alfred was hired. I was just wondering how would you get the quick turnaround? Like, I mean, there must have been a lot of flights, a lot of phone calls. I mean, just walk us and the listeners through like how that those four days really went
1: down. Yeah, it was um, it was crazy. And someday when I write a book or do a movie, uh, I'll I'll tell the full story maybe. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it literally was uh the first day when I talked to Mus and he told me he was leaving. That was on a Sunday morning and and uh, and then it obviously went public later in the day or, or later in the morning, but um boy from that moment uh, about 15 hours that day on the phone talking to people around the country, uh, agents and search firm consultants and coaches and you know other ADs and friends and people that had done searches recently to find out who their candidates were. Just to get a sense of like who's out there and who's available and and, and obviously we have um, you know, we had certain characteristics and qualities of the type of coach we wanted and, and the type of person we wanted and their background and experience and but then it's just a matter of trying to match that up with like who's actually available. Um, you know, Phil Jackson wasn't available and you know, so um, you know the, the Yeah, well he wasn't available. So um, but you, know, you have all these things the things that you want and then it's a matter of does that person exist and are they available and can you afford them and everything else and uh and so through a series of these conversations uh throughout the day i was talking to a friend of a friend who knew uh steve alford's friend and said like hey would you consider steve and i said of course like he he's sort of like everything we would desire everything we were thinking of and terms of the quality of the human being the quality of the person and oh by the way unbelievable experience and oh by the way he's available um and uh you know but what do you even come here what do you even consider us and the the answer was well let me call him and find out (laughs) let me see what his deal and so a few more phone calls later uh later that night i think i was talking to this friend of a friend of a friend who is steve's friend and talking about what we're looking for in our program and you know what what uh you know our community support and everything else we have going on right now all the success we've had recently and and it sort of started to become a match like it was uh not going to say like a dating game but it's sort of like one of those things where you're like wow I'm, I'm interested in you and there might be interest on the way back and let's keep talking so a couple of days go by and I'm talking to other candidates I'm talking to other agents I'm talking to other people and it just starts to narrow itself down where you get down to here's 3 or 4 legitimate people that that have an interest and that you're interested in and have all the characteristics and qualities that you want and and Then you narrow it down a little more and a little more and then you do some face-to-face visits and contacts and and then the next thing you know you're uh, offering the job and negotiating contract and uh, it, it it doesn't normally happen in three days or four days mm-hmm. doesn't uh, that's uh, that's pretty unusual but we were under the gun a little bit because with the new NCAA transfer portal and um, You know uh our team was all basically all the returning guys were in the transfer portal and and oh by the way we had three maybe four scholarships open available that uh, we hadn't filled yet and we had one or two guys that were committed recruits that we had to retain and keep them so you know the longer you have a search open the the more um, vulnerable you are to losing your current guys losing your signed recruits and oh by the way not being able to get the, the next level high school recruits or transfers or whatever else to come here, so you had to act fast and we were, we were pretty lucky to get it done right and then you were talking <clears throat>
0: about the contract negotiations, all the terms and everything ten years for all for i mean that what does that show not only for our, you know the basketball's commitment, but uh, what was kind of the thinking
1: going behind that long term contract well I, and it came down to like I said before, like a mutual um, agreement's not the right word but mutual interest uh steve was talking about being at one more job like he wanted to go to a great community a great place to live and a community that supports and loves basketball and you know would help you know build the program and and frankly wanted to go to a place that wasn't a total rebuild and and we're not we're we're a legit contender in the mountain West conference still and uh so he was looking at us thinking like all right i want to i want one more job in my career and I'm not going to, I don't really want to bounce around. I want to go to a great place, great community and win a lot of ball games. Um, And we were thinking the same thing. Well, we want a coach that's going to come here, continue to build our program um, and not be looking for the next job, not job hop, not job jump um, after two or three or four years. And, um, and that was our interest. And so again, there was this mutual interest like, wow, you know, we want the same thing you want. Let's just do it. Let's do a long-term contract and, and uh, he agreed to terms that protect us, and we agreed to terms that protect him, and uh, it's it's kind of a, it, you know, it just it just worked out perfectly. Right. But we found the guy that we think can win at a very high level that runs a really good program, a clean program, and, and uh, wants to be here for a long time, so it worked out great. Right, and then being here for a long time,
0: I do have to ask, <laughs> was that something that you thought the previous coach, Musselman, was gonna be here for, or was it kind of like more of a he thought it was gonna be a short-term deal
1: I thought he'd be here a lot longer okay. uh, just uh but I you know it's hard to know what right. a person's thinking inside mm-hmm. their head but I mean coach Muss and I and our whole staff I and mean, we talked constantly about next year we talked constantly about two years from now we talked constantly about the recruits and the people that were coming in and he was excited about it and and I thought maybe someday he'd leave for a Pac-12 job you know like one of the one of the elite level top jobs in the Pac-12 and I didn't think he'd, he'd want to go to the SEC, but you just never know. And mm-hmm. he had a great opportunity, and uh, and and so he he left. But gosh, he did a great job for us, and uh, was the exact right person at the right time to turn our program around and get us going in a great direction again. And and now we have another great coach who's going to come in and and take it from where Musk got it to and keep it building and keep us at the top, and you know, kind of sustain success, which is as most people know, sometimes it's harder. You know, getting to the top of the mountain is sometimes easier than staying at the top of the mountain, and uh, and so Steve's got a pretty tall task. But uh, you know, uh, Mus got us to there, and I hope Steve can keep us there.
2: Do you see any coaching similarities between uh, Mus and Alford? Well, the one thing is they're very different
1: personalities, uh, uh, and their style is different. But the one thing that's so similar, and I and I don't know Steve as well yet as I as I knew Mus, but the one thing that is very similar is they're both ultra super competitive I mean they they want to win everything like if you want to go out to the mailbox and check the mail, they're gonna race you to the mailbox to see who can get there first, right um, like everything matters every detail and, and everything is just it's like they want to win everything they do and uh, and I love that like you know I'm, I'm the same way I love that and, and you have to have that if you're going to be elite at whatever your profession is doesn't matter if you're in banking. Or pharmaceutical sales yep. or you're a doctor or a lawyer like if you're gonna be elite in your profession you've got to be obsessive you've got to want to win everything you do every detail every fine detail matters and 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 Steve and Muss are very very similar in that way right winning is something that since you've
0: taken over Nevada's been able to do a lot of not just basketball baseball whatever sport it seems like we've been able to win a lot here how do things like um, the Raymond basketball performance like center like how do these like, donations and these performance centers help boost performance play?
1: Well, it, it's everything, right? Because um, every every dollar we spend, and I, and I tell my staff this a lot, um, I want to know what the return on that investment is for recruiting, right? That's the that's everything to us. It's all about recruiting and, and getting the next Jordan Brown or the next Toa Tawa or the next whoever you want to say, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, elite-level athletes to come here. And uh, when... You know, 17 and 18 year old men or women walk into the, your athletic facilities when they're being recruited. There has to be a wow factor. There has to be something like that catches their attention. And and uh, you know, new catches your attention better than old. Um, uh, state of the art catches your attention better than worn out. Um, and when you walk into the Ramon Sessions Basketball uh, Center now, our our basketball practice facility is is second to none. Even Coach Alford walked into it. After being at UCLA and said wow this is really nice like this is better than I thought this is going to work this is as nice as we had at UCLA like that's that's a big statement you walk into our new weight room over in the Ramon Sessions uh, Center and our weight room uh, for all of our athletes now is, is better than you would expect at most schools in the Mountain West Conference is as good as I've seen at Texas it's as good as I've seen at UCLA it's as good as I've seen in a lot of places and there's a wow factor there so that matters uh, it matters and, and the same has to be done for the the softball team the baseball team the tennis team and and that's our biggest challenge is you look at all the facility needs that we have just to get us up to mountain west standard not pac-12 standard not sec standard by any means but just to get us to the mountain west standard you're talking 50 million dollars of investment uh track and soccer and baseball and softball and tennis and you know you add it all up and it's you know 50 to 80 million dollars of facility projects and you say like how the heck is that ever yeah. going to happen well that's that's why that's called job security for me if i can continue to get those things done and chip away at that maybe in you know 10 years before i retire or something like that we'll we'll get some of those done
0: right and then
1: chipping away um
0: football i think is one of the, one of the only ones to still like practice outside in, the, in the, um kind of this climate area with yeah. snow and everything um they did just get like the weight room and then also the plaza too. But um, do we see any like performance kind of centers coming their way soon? We're, we're trying. The,
1: mm-hmm. the challenge is they're they're bigger projects and that means just bigger right. money, right? So when you when you build new tennis courts for the tennis team, that's uh, you know half a million bucks maybe or a million bucks. But when you build an indoor practice facility for the football team and or for indoor track, uh, you're talking uh, fifteen to twenty million bucks, and that's just a that's a heavy heavy lift mm-hmm. for us and. You know for our donors and our fan base that's a lot of dough and uh, you know so we we look at it we talk about it all the time and it's number one priority for us because that that'll impact football and track and baseball and softball and and all of our teams and and I think for us as this university it'd be a shared use facility where we'd share it with the club and intramural sports as well so we have a really successful uh, club lacrosse team club rugby team a, number, a soccer team and flag football, all those other teams, they all want a place to play indoor in the wintertime, like in the spring semester when it's January, February, March, and it's freezing cold outside. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for our students to have an indoor facility where not only our varsity teams, football and uh, track and baseball, could use it, but the club teams and the intramural teams would have
2: access to it too. That's that's a big deal for us, and we need to get that done. Uh. At the end of last year, uh, Athletics made a decision to get rid of the rifle team and add men's cross country. What was that decision like?
1: Yeah, that was a hard one. Uh, that's uh, The rifle team has had a lot of success over the years, and they've done very well academically, and they're great in the community. And But when you look at it as the big picture, I mean, there's only 23 teams, 23 uh, rifle teams in, in the continental U- U.S. There's one other team in Alaska. Um, but... Out of those 23 teams, uh, the the vast majority of them are on the East Coast. They're at military schools or institutions. Um, and uh, it, it just wasn't a fit for us uh, going forward. When you when you look at our past, they've done a great job. When you look at our future over the next 10, 20, 30 years, like what do you want to be? And is that a, a thriving and growing sport? Is that a Mountain West Conference sport? And, and the answer is no and no. And so we decided to go. There was one sport that in the Mountain West Conference that we don't carry, uh, and that's men's cross country. It's an elite level sport. Uh, well, you look across the Mountain West Conference schools and um, I think there's three or maybe four uh, Mountain West Conference men's cross country teams ranked in the top 25 almost every year um, because a lot of athletes want to train at altitude and then race at sea level and you can do that in the Mountain West Conference. So so really it was about looking ahead and looking for the next 10, 20, 30 years of, of where we want to be and how we want our school and our sports aligned and the decision was to be aligned fully with the Mountain West Conference sports and add add a really successful Mountain West sport, uh, but unfortunately, uh, kind of close or shutter the, the uh, successful rifle team.
0: Right.
1: Um. So, with so some people forget
0: that when pe- when students or athletes come here, it's student athletes, students first. Since you've taken over, you've had a record number of graduates, along with the record high of academic progress reports. I mean what eff- efforts have you guys been making to improve education with uh,
1: your student-athletes well it's a it's the focus right because that's so we start we talk all the time about our number one priority is is academics uh, has to be and I remind people all the time it's kind of funny I remind our fans I remind our boosters I remind our staff our sometimes our student-athletes that we're we're not uh, the San Francisco 49ers I mean we're not the Sacramento Kings we're not even the Reno Aces you know b- minor league baseball we're we're on a college campus. We're college sports, and, and you have to be about academics first. And, and, and believe me, we want to win football games and basketball games and tennis matches and swim meets. We want to win as much as we can. Uh, but if we're not doing our job uh, and getting good grades and graduating at a high level, then, then we're failing. Um, so we focus on that. We talk about it a lot. And, and frankly, we hire coaches uh, who understand and believe that as well and if uh if we ever had a coach that came in here and said I just want to win ball games and I just want to, and I don't care about academics well it wouldn't be the right fit like we hired the wrong person and so we hire people that um uh, that truly do believe in that that truly do believe in the the power of education and and a lot of times our student athletes and if you look around our campus our student athletes are sometimes uh, often first generation college attendees uh and we want them to be first-generation college graduates. And they use uh, their athletic uh, talents and get a scholarship to be able to come to the University of Nevada. And, and, and our job is to make sure they graduate and, and go on and um, have a successful uh, life, but do it through education. Uh, this community is Rich
0: with their sports, very, very passionate, is it hard ever keeping the- Nevada, the northern Nevada community
1: happy all the time like twenty four seven of course it is and and it should be right that's uh yeah I mean gosh we all we all want to win more I mean it doesn't matter what it is like so uh, men's basketball's had this unbelievable run the last three or four years and and none of us are satisfied i mean gosh we we made it to the sweet sixteen we want to go to elite eight, and if we would have made it to the elite eight. We want to go to the Final Four. Like we, we just want more. And and Coach Norvell is doing a great job building the football team. And and there's there's just a great trend right now. in, in terms of it, the quality athletes that he has coming in, and and the the depth that he's building, and everything else. So that team's going to continue to get better and better. So we won seven games last year. Won a bowl game. Got to eight wins. And every one of us thinks like, all right, how do we how do we get to a West Division championship? How do we win? A conference championship how do we go to a new Year's six bowl game like that's that's the goal I mean we won eight games last year that's great uh, but you know no, no one in our department and no one in our community none of our fans are like satisfied so we we will always it's insatiable I mean that's that's one of the hard things about sports is um, you win a national championship like your uh, Alabama football or Clemson football Guess what? You got to do it again next year. Otherwise, your fans are disappointed. You know, like it's just so uh, unbelievable the expectations. But uh, I don't think we'd have it any other way.
2: I just want to bring this conversation back to <clears throat> basketball for a, a quick second. Um, in the twenty fourteen fifteen season, we know how rough it was. Nine wins, barely stro- barely struggling to get fans. What was it like to see? this this basketball team last season setting the records being in the top 10 at the start of the season being in the top 25 all year but then most importantly seeing wolfpack fans sell out a lawler ever almost every single night
1: yeah well there's two sides to it to me for one is internally like so i i know the athletes i know their stories i know how hard they work i know the time they put in the gym and the weight room everything else in the classroom um so that that year when we won nine games seven division one games two non-division one games that was a a long year because i felt bad for the kids i felt bad for the guys in the team because i know them and i know that they're they're trying their hardest and but they were just they're just losing they just couldn't they just couldn't find a way to win i felt bad for coach car i felt bad for the coaching staff you know but now that you, you think about the last two years where we've won, you know, we've got NCAs and got conference championships and the building's full and the student section's going crazy, and, and I'm like, you know, you kind of pinch yourself with, like, this is pretty special. Uh, because when you average over 10,000 people a night, you look around uh, other conferences, especially in the West Coast, you don't see that. Uh, you do not see that, even at the what you'd consider the traditional basketball powers, like UCLA or USC, you know washington oregon like we we have better attendance than all those schools and uh we have a passionate fan base and and as, i think as long as we continue uh, having a um a fun brand of basketball and we're running up and down or scoring points and we're winning ball games uh this community is uh, is loving it right now so i think we'll continue having it but yeah there's there's definitely a moment or two where i've had to like kind of i kind of smile watching the game going well this is great you know <laughs> uh but yeah none of us have forgotten uh you know, five years ago and, and, uh, how tough that was. Right. And then
0: basketball, obviously with its success. And then you just touched on football as well. Um, I mean, pretty much like I've said before, it seems like every sport here is, um, on the come up and on the rise is so, what is the future for Nevada sports? Like what, like what can fans be expecting to see, um, with the entire school? Well,
1: uh, I mean, the the bottom line is we have a long way to go. Like, um, We've had some success. Football, like I said, has you know, won eight games. And men's basketball has been off the charts positive. And you know, our swim team's done well. Our, mm-hmm. Both our golf teams had good years this year. Our track mm-hmm. team uh, finished fourth in the conference, which you think is like, oh, that's not too bad. But that's like the tide for the best in school history. Um, you know A lot of our teams are doing really, really well right now. And, and so the question is, is, how do you sustain success? Uh, how do you keep that going? And, and, and my challenge is uh, trying to figure that out. So, again, talk about job security, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, um, I tell people all the time, money isn't everything in competitive sports because you have upsets. You know, you, there are, you know, smaller budget teams beat bigger budget teams in pro sports and in college sports. But the reality is money means something, right? There's a reason why Duke basketball is in the top five every year. There's a reason why Alabama football is in the top two every year. Um, Clemson's the other top two every year uh, there's a reason and, and they invest tons of money into their programs and they demand excellence and they hire the best coaches and they have the best facilities and that attracts the best recruits and they win, 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 win and we've got to get there, we've got to get to that same level where we have incredible support from our community support from our students um, and uh, you know that, that'll translate into dollars, that'll translate into ticket sales and fundraising and corporate sponsorship dollars and it won't. It won't be like Clemson. It won't be like Alabama or Duke. But uh, our version of that in the Mountain West Conference level is very doable. I mean, we're no, we're nowhere close to that right now. Uh, but uh, if we keep doing what we're doing and we keep engaging our community, we keep getting people excited about Wolfpack athletics, then uh, there's no reason why we can't be that dominant force in the Mountain West Conference.
2: A look at the business side uh, with with obviously the teams you mentioned Alabama Clemson football the tv deals are very important how what was it like going through like the mountain west their new tv deal like going through like what ESPN and then CBS like what is that like well it's it's actually
1: happening right now Uh, the mountain west conference is in negotiations there's actually a a negotiating window right now with our current uh, rights holders so there's not much you can really say about it right now publicly but um it's it's different um you know the the number of eyeballs the number of people that watch SEC football or Big 10 football or ACC basketball is is very very different than Mountain West Conference football or basketball so so the the you know it's it's it's, it's very simple economics it's supply and demand the um TV networks or digital streaming networks look at us and say well here's here's how many eyeballs we think are going to be watching your games and here's where we think your conference is and here's how much money we're willing to pay you to to distribute and televise or, or uh, uh, put your games on, on streaming or whatever and and, and they uh, make you an offer and then you try to negotiate try to get more and, and uh, they're basically just buying uh, games like they're buying um, uh, content to put on their TV networks and so um, you know it's, it's sort of ongoing right now but the hope is that we get uh, a better package going forward and better means uh, more afternoon games and less evening and uh, late night tip offs and and obviously, more money because every one of us is, uh, every one of us in the Mount West Conference is struggling and trying to keep up. And uh, you know, any any additional revenue for
2: our departments would be helpful. Um, going back to since you've been here in 2013, you've made some really good hires in Jay Norvell, Eric Musselman, Steve Halford, Amanda Levins, mm-hmm. T.J. Bruce. Uh, speaking of Amanda Levins, we talked to her earlier in the semester. What was it like? giving her a contract extension after just her first season yeah well that that she's incredible obviously you guys got a chance to meet her she's um
1: a great recruiter uh, incredible x's and o's like if you watch her coach a game like you just you can kind of anticipate certain things and she's doing it hitting it every single time uh she's great with her team her team loves her and she's amazing in the community like our community has really gotten behind her already and So you kind of put that all together and you say like, wow, we've got the right person that's going to help and continue to grow women's basketball here. Um, And and, and our interest was, you know, A, locking her into a longer contract, giving her a little pay raise, um, but she was the first uh, women's team coach to have a five-year contract, right? So um, we had football and men's basketball have had five-year contracts for a while. Uh, The university president has a three-year contract. The athletic director at the time had a three-year contract. So only football and men's basketball had a long-term, you know, five-year deal, and uh, so we wanted to, to to really recognize Amanda and uh, show her how much we support her and want her to be here, and gave her the the first ever five-year contract for a women's coach, and and uh, I, I'd, I'd give her a twenty-year contract if she'd accept it. I don't think I'm allowed to do that, but um, but she's that good. I mean, she's that good at coaching. She's that good in our community, and uh, she's just a genuinely good person. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we can get her here for a long time, she's going to make us better, and you'll see it this year. We're going to be better and better this year.
2: Uh, qu- last last question for me. Uh, at the men's uh, when you at the introductory press conference when Steve Alford was announced, he mentioned he loved golf. Have you had a chance to play around with him? <laughs> no, I
1: haven't. Well, I'm afraid to. He's he's probably too good for me. I don't I don't play a lot of golf. I I can play golf, um, but I'm not. Uh, I don't take it as seriously as he does. But uh, yeah, he he does love golf, and that's. Um, you know, for him, he's talked about it in terms of like, that's his uh, refuge. That's his place where he steps away from all the zany and craziness of, of recruiting and uh, coaching and everything else they do. Like he just steps away and it's a place where it's quiet and he has a, place, a chance to think about life and think about important things in his life. And, and you know, he might play three or four or five holes and not, not get a full 18 in because his, uh, his schedule is pretty busy. But I think those three, four or five holes are pretty important to him because it's uh like I said, it's just his chance to get away from, get away from the crazy part of his life. So, so uh, we we encourage him to play golf whenever he can, and and it uh, gives him a chance to think and relax and plan and and do some other stuff. So, right. and and then oh sorry, last
0: question for me as well. Uh, who was who do you think was your like toughest hire? Who was the hardest to get to actually come to Nevada?
1: Well, it, the interesting thing is, and this is probably much much longer conversation is. Um, uh, not not many of them have been really hard because we have such a great product, we have that that's not the right word, we have such a great thing to sell and offer is this great community who loves Wolfpack athletics. Uh we have a great university now that the academic rankings are higher and better than ever and it's a beautiful campus and and so to, when you think about trying to recruit students to come here Uh, coaches, when they come up and see our campus, they think like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know how nice it is here and how great it is here. And you have this great weather and you have Lake Tahoe in your Mm -hmm. backyard and all these great things going on here in our community and these great things going on at the university. So, um, you know, it it hasn't been a hard, hard sell to get people interested in our jobs because there's so much positive happening here right now. The the harder thing for us is just the economics, is just the finances Mm -hmm. of of trying to trying to land someone to come here because uh, our salaries aren't, I mean, we're the, I always say, we're the 11th largest budget in our conference, right? And, and hint for anyone's listening, there's there's only 12 teams in our conference. So we're, you know, we're 11th in overall budget, which means our budgets are small, our salaries are smaller, um, and, and that's a huge, huge challenge for us. Uh, but, um, you know, so I, we tend to hire people here on at on a discount, people that are willing to come here for a little less money than they might make somewhere else. But the quality of life here is so good. And they think they have a chance to win at a high level here. And that's ultimately what what the coaches want. They want to win and uh, be at a place that supports them. And it's been great for that.